Hello, this is Reverend Erehehe I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. This morning, I have the privilege to share the word of God with you. And I, I believe that um, that which God has for you and I will be a blessing to us. And this morning, I intend to share on what I've entitled, The Power of Loyalty. Turn to somebody and say to the person, The Power. The Power. Say it well. The Power of Loyalty. There is power in loyalty. There is power in being loyal. Hallelujah. So when we say loyalty, what is loyalty? The Hebrew word for loyalty is called hased. Hased. H-E-S-E-D. H-E-S-E-D. But it's pronounced hased. That's the Hebrew word for the word loyalty. And it literally means something born out of love. Something born out of love. So when a Hebrew person says that I am loyal to you. He's saying that my loyalty is emanating out of love. And we know that God is love. That is why the Bible says that for God so loved the world. So if God is love, then he expects that you and I, whatever we do in his house, Whatever we do unto him, whatever we do for his servant, should be born out of love, but nothing else. Loyalty is also an unconditional commitment to treat another with kindness and preference. It's an unconditional commitment. It is not subject to any condition. If I tell you I am loyal to you, if I tell you I'm committed to you, if I tell you that I am convinced God has sent me to you, it has no strength. It's not subjected to conditions. I have come to serve you. Therefore, you must give me this. I have come to serve you. There must, I must have this. Loyalty is unconditional. Tell somebody, loyalty is unconditional. It is also the feeling of duty and devotion to someone or something. It is the feeling of duty. If you are committed and you are loyal to somebody, you have that sense and that feeling of duty, of commitment, whether the person is present or absent. It is also the state or being true and faithful to an entity. It is a state of being true and faithful to an entity. To an entity, what am I trying to say? An entity because we must be loyal to God. 
we must be loyal to this house. And we must be loyal to the, the chosen leader. And for you and I, the house God has chosen is Open Heaven's Temple. The chosen leader God has given you and I is Reverend Erhemeku. So we must be seen of being true and being faithful to God, not God alone, to his house and to his chosen leader. That is why it is said that it is required. It is required. It still wants that a man should be found being faithful. It is required in stewards that a man should be found being faithful. Check the word. Being faithful. Being faithful. Present participle. Being faithful. Not was faithful. Not was once faithful. But so at any point in time that there's a check on you, you must be found being faithful. And I pray for that grace upon your life. I pray for that grace upon our lives that we will be found at every point in time being faithful to God, being faithful to his house and being faithful to the servant God has given us. Let me say this. Loyalty is practical. Loyalty is practical. And it must be practiced. Loyalty is practical. And must be practiced. Anything that is practical must be practiced. And we know, and for, I don't, I don't need to belabor this point. Our father, our pastor is an excellent epitome and an example of loyalty. He has said here time without number that I, I know I have been called to serve God and Dr. Utabel. That is the height of loyalty. So we know his connection to God. We know his connection to Dr. Utabel. We know the, his connection to the ICGC organization. And let me tell you, church, it is obvious that his alignment, his connection, his loyalty and commitment to the source that has brought you and I an open heavens temple where we are now. It is not magic. It is not automatic. No. There is a source and a man decided to connect to the source. A man decided to be loyal to the source. A man decided to be committed to the source. And we are where we are now. So don't tell me it's because we are in Ajirin Don't tell me because we are in East Lagos. There are other churches in East Lagos. Because a man committed. And a man chose a path of loyalty. It is both natural and it is both spiritual principle. It's a natural principle. It's a natural principle. It's a spiritual principle. And I, 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 I noticed this. When you read the book of um, Joshua, the chapter number one, verse one, the Bible says, after the death of Moses, my servant, uh, God said to um, uh, Joshua, he said that, God said to Joshua, the servant of Moses. He said Moses is my servant, but Joshua is a servant of Moses. 
So, Joshua, I see you through Moses. Loyalty is both what you do and what you profess. They are intertwined. They go together. You cannot tell me that uh, me, I do this. I don't say this. Me, I say this. I don't do this. If you are a lawyer, what you do and what you profess is the same thing. Let me also add that loyalty is steadfast in all seasons. In all seasons. In all seasons, loyalty prevails. My question to you this morning and to all of us, even those online, can your loyalty be counted on by God? Can your loyalty be counted on by the church? Can your loyalty be counted on by Pastor Eric? Everybody can be lawyer. Sunny days. Everybody can be lawyer. But are you ready to say that rain or shine? Reverend, I am with you. Good times, bad times, I am with you. Sink or swim, I am with you. Loyalty is steadfast in all seasons. You can't tell me you are loyal today and you are not here tomorrow. Let me also say this, that loyalty determines your destination. Loyalty determines your destination. You are here this morning because you think you know there is a cause to be here. So loyalty determines your destination. When you read the account of Naomi in the book of Ruth, the Bible says that both Opa and Ruth kissed Naomi. Both of them kissed him. Hey, Sorry. Both of them, they kissed her. But one decided to go back, destination. Another decided to stay. So after kissing, there must be time for decision. After kissing, there must be time for action. After kissing, there must be time for separation. I pray that God will grant us that grace and discernment. Then when we need to align, we will align. In Jesus' name. And let me say this too. Loyalty is a heart matter. It is a heart matter. It is a heart matter, yet it is sin. It is a heart matter, yet it is sin. God looks at the heart. Man looks at what? The appearance. Man looks like the outward. But God looks at the heart. The intent of the heart. The Bible says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. 
out of the heart will flow the issues of life. So if you are loyal, that which comes out of your heart, which comes out of your spirit, will tell whether you are loyal or not. The loyalty or lack or the lack thereof it is a rise and the fall of relationships of businesses of careers and of churches let me say it again loyalty or the lack thereof it is the rise and the fall of any entity you see tell me or show me a company that has collapsed and I will tell you, a company that didn't have lawyer internal customers, that's employees, and that didn't also have lawyer external customers out there. Tell me a church that has collapsed. And I'll tell you, a church that didn't have lawyer church workers and didn't have lawyer congregation. It's a make or break. But that will not be our portion. We will stay lawyer in this house, who stay committed in this house to God, to his house, and to his servant. Why loyalty? Why loyalty? Why must we talk about loyalty? We must talk about loyalty because it is biblical. We must talk about loyalty because God demands it. Go with me to the book of Second Chronicles, the chapter, chapter number 16, verse 9. Second Chronicles, the chapter number 16, verse 9, says that for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Can we read it together, please? From verse 16, from chapter 16, verse 9. Can we read it together? So the eyes of Jehovah is moving to and fro throughout the whole world, throughout the whole earth to show himself so strong to those who are loyal to him, to those who are loyal to him, to those who are loyal to his house and those who are loyal to his chosen leaders. The, 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 Hebrew, the Hebrew rendition of the word to and fro. To and fro. Simply means that God comes to you and puts a scan on you. God comes to you and puts an x-ray on you. Check you out. Is the heart loyal to me? Is he loyal to the house? Is he loyal to the man of the set man, the set authority over him? That is the rendition, the original rendition of that. To and fro. May our heart be right towards God. May he be right towards his church. And may he be right towards the leaders set up over us. In Jesus' name. So this simply comes to buttress how important and significant loyalty is to God. 
For me, I think that it is a fundamental issue of concern in our dispensation. Where followers are oblivious of the contention and the standoff between loyalty and disloyalty. Some of us are not even aware. And that's the agenda of the enemy. Play on your ignorance. That you don't know that there's a tussle and there's, there's a raging battle and contention over loyalty and disloyalty. The enemy, the Satan himself rebelled, became disloyal, was cast down, succeeded in, uh, in influencing man in the Garden of Eden to also to become a disloyal. So it's a raging battle. So you, you, can't, you can't be in the church and sit on the fence. You can't sit on the fence. You can't sit down aloof, unconcerned. We cannot. Myself inclusive. We cannot. We cannot. We cannot. In our ministries, we cannot just serve anyhow. We must be seen to be loyal to the ministries that we serve in. We must be seen to be loyal to the servant of God. Joshua, the chapter number 24, verse 15 says that if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, Choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. That is Joshua. He said, I am tired of this. I am here. I am I'm there. I am here. I'm, there. I'm tired of that. Today I put it to you. That if you want to serve the gods of your fathers, you are liberty to do so. But, and he says that, he said, if it seems evil to serve the Lord, he says that some of you let it feel that you, you have the, uh, the feeling that serving God is a bad choice. That's what he said. If, 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 if it seems evil to serve God. People of God, don't let anybody tell you that serving God is a bad choice. It is not a bad choice. It is not a bad choice because there's no alternative. And I like what Joshua said. He said, as for me and my house. In other words, as for me and my generation, we will serve the Lord. He, he, he tied his, the future of his generation. He said, we will serve the Lord. Future. We will serve the Lord. May that be your story. I say, may that be your story. And that decision starts with you. That decision starts with me. If I make that decision, generations after me cannot go astray. Moses also says something interesting in the book of Exodus, chapter number 32, verse 20. He said, Then Moses stood in the entrance of the camp and said, Whoever is on the Lord's side, come to me. And all the sons of Levi gathered themselves together to him. Jesus, in Matthew chapter 12, verse 30, he says that he who is not with me is against me. He who does not gather with me scatters abroad. I like what the NLT says. He says, anyone who isn't with, 
with me opposes me. And anyone who isn't working with me actually is working against me. I know there are no opposition in this house. Yes, I know there, there are no opposition in this house. This is God, this is Jesus Himself. He says that if you are not if you are not with me, you are the other side. You are in opposition. If you are not gathering with me, if you are not gathering with the assignment, we are the calling and the vision that God has given the servant of God, then Jesus is saying, We are rather scattering. If you are not on the side of Open Heavens Temple, if you are not on the side of Pastor Eric, Jesus is saying that we are the side of the opposition. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground. There is no middle ground at all. There's no middle ground. We need this core of commitment. We need this core of loyalty in the church and in the body of Christ. We cannot sit on consent. As a, like I've said, even your indecision of not to become lawyer is a decision. That you are disloyal. I believe like Jesus made that call, Pastor Eric is making and demanding the same thing from you and I. And I believe this morning we are being given the opportunity to take a stand, to make a stand for God, for the kingdom, to make a stand for the, the church, to make a stand for the servant of God. Don't say that as for me, I just come. Listen to the message. Enjoy the worship. I give my offering and I go away. You cannot say that. You must be committed. You must be rooted. And you must be loyal. That is where and that is when God can show himself so strong to you. Is it that you are not too committed to his house and committed to him and the servant of God? That's why God is not showing himself so strong. I'm only asking. Let's be committed. Tell somebody, let's be committed. Let's be loyal. What does it, what does, what does it take, uh, what does it mean um, to make a stand? To make a stand. Or to take a stand. To take a stand or to make a stand simply means that you believe in the house you are planted in. And the spiritual authority set over you. If you take a stand. I have, I have forsaken everything like roots, uh, root, roots. I have forsaken everything and I believe in you, Naomi. Therefore, I am going with you. So if you are making a stand, we are simply telling God and telling his house and telling Pastor Eric that, Sir, I believe in your church. I believe in your ministry. I'm ready to buy into the vision God has given you. And let me add here. One sign of loyalty is that you treat your, 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 your set authority, leader, better than anybody else. You cannot treat a guest minister with all apologies better than your pastor. 
is an error. I say it is an error. You cannot give to another man of God what you have not given your pastor. It is an error. Because you believe in him, you will do for him which, what we have not done for other people. To, believe, to take a stand is simply to say that I submit to your authority. I submit to your authority. I submit to your authority. You might have um, uh, 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 the calling of God upon your life. You, you will have some titles over, your, over, over you. But the moment you say that I make a stand or I take a stand with you, Pastor Eric, I'm, what I'm simply saying is that I bring myself under your leadership. I bring myself under your authority. We can, any entity that has more than one head is a monster. We cannot have two heads in this house. ICGC cannot have two heads. That's why there's only one Dr. Otabel. And there's only one Eric Hemeku in this house. Reverend. To accept the authority set over you, what you are saying is that I will follow you. I will take your instructions. I will not pick and choose the instructions to follow. If you give an instruction, if an instruction is given in the house, if an instruction is given by the servant of God, you are telling yourself, because I am under your authority and leadership, I will follow you to the latter. I will not pick and choose. If, 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 if the choir director who is under the leadership of the servant of God says that we are here at 2 p.m., you cannot pick and choose. You cannot pick and choose. To make a stand, to make a stand simply also means that you are ready to make sacrifices. You are ready to make sacrifices. To be, to, to be loyal and to be committed will come with sacrifices. It will come with a cost. I kid you not. That is a sign that you are being loyal. Something will cost you. Something will cost you. Something will cost you. Let me say this. Our service to God. Our service to his house. Our service and sacrifices to the servant of God must have life in it. Must have life in it. Our sacrifices and our service shouldn't be dead. Let me share this analogy with you. You cut your, you, you cut your, your fingernails, isn't it? Is your fingernails part, not part of your body? Okay. The same, um, whatever uh, equipment you use to cut your nails, if that same equipment cuts the flesh, which one do you feel? The flesh. So for some of us, it's like we are cutting our nails. Even though it is part of the body, there's no life in it. Already, it, it is already a, a, a nuisance. And you just want to get rid of it. But when it touches the flesh, that is the service and the sacrifice that there's life in it. And that should be the place we should come to. Our sacrifice and service shouldn't be dead. 
if you make a stand with Pastor Eric and this house and God, you are not part of critics. I'm using the word adversant. Critics. Critics are different from people who give constructive criticism. If you are making a stand, you are not ready to be part of critics. You are not ready to be part of gossips. You are not ready to be part of those who mama, those who complain, those who grumble. No, you cannot. How do you uh, criticize everything about some, uh, everything about it that which you are part of, that which you are building? The enemy is an expert at destroying the church from within. The enemy is an expert at destroying the church from within. From within because the enemy is able, always able to find somebody within. There is a fifth column that the enemy can use. When there is an attack from outside, we call it explosion. When there is an attack within, we call it implosion. So the enemy plans an enemy and within you break up. I pray for you this morning that you will not be a conduit, you will not be a channel, you will not be an avenue for the enemy to use against the kingdom, against this house and the ministry God has given the servant of God. You must beware. You must beware. 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 Beware of disgruntled associations. I call them the disgruntled associations of the Absaloms. What the Absaloms seek to do is to take away the heart of the people and to break away from the kingdom. Beware of the association of the Ahitophels. The Ahitophels already have bitterness in them waiting for a time of revenge against leadership. Beware of the Judases. The agenda of the Judases is to betray leadership. Beware of the disgruntled associations of the Lucifers. The Lucifer himself Yes, is to overthrow, to overthrow leadership. Can you imagine? Creature trying to overthrow the creator. But it's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. Beware of the chorus in the days of Moses. The agenda is to oppose leadership and to seek equality with leadership. We too, we are prophets. We too, God has called us. Beware of the Jezebels. What the Jezebels seek in the church is to seek control and take down leadership and turn the heart of the people to bail or bow. If the last point, if you, are, if you are making notes, if you are standing or you are making stand with God, is that you defend and protect the gift God has given you. If you make a standard, you are loyal to God. You are loyal to the kingdom. You are loyal to the house. You are loyal to the man of God. You defend 
People of God, let me say this. You cannot be objective. You cannot be objective. When something is being said about your pastor, when something wrong is being said about the church, something wrong is being said about the kingdom, you cannot be objective. You cannot be objective. Now, I, uh, when we do the plus and minus, I think he's wrong. I, I cannot do that calculation. I cannot do that calculation. I will defend him. I will defend the church. I will defend the kingdom. If you have anything, go to God. This is what I've heard. What is it about? Tell me about it. Leadership is an... Leadership... Good leadership has an open door policy. You can walk to the person. You can walk to the church. And not to stand with them that, that accusing or attacking. I like what some, one, one, some, one, some 127 verse 5 says that. It says that the sounds will answer the enemy at the gate. Sounds. And for that matter, daughters will answer loyal sons and loyal daughters who answer the enemy at the gate. Before gossip hits at the gate, we deal with it. Attack at the gate, we deal with it. The man of God will come out and say, what is happening? Say, oh, say, it is done. Go and sit in your office. That's the, that, that, that's the lawyer heart we are looking for. If you want to clap, let's give on to the Lord. So let's be ready, church workers. Let's be ready, volunteers. Let's be ready, uh, congregation, to commit to God, to commit to his house, and to commit to the servant of God that God has given. The Bible says that, um, uh, for Jesus said to him, no man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. For those of us who are in already, the Bible says that, Already we have put our hands to the plow. Looking back, we are not fit. But that's not your story. That is not my story. And for those of us who are here to make commitment to the church and to God and to the servant of God, I, I, it, the Bible says that what the, 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 the man said to his servant, he said, thou art good and faithful servant. At the end of everything, at the end of life, this is what will be said to you. You were good and you were a faithful servant. You served God well, you served his house, and you served the, the leadership set over you. We talked about the cost of um, the, the, the loyalty and all that. It comes with a cost, but there is a reward. Tell somebody there is a reward. There is a reward. There is a reward. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 verse 6 that he who comes to God, he who comes to God. Of course, it starts by saying that without faith, it is impossible to please God. But he who comes to him must first believe that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. God is a rewarder. You, are, you, you may be here saying that I, I, I have sacrificed in the house of God. I have served God all my life. I have served Pastor Eric all my life. I don't see any reward. People of God, there is a reward. There's an ultimate reward. 
there's an ultimate reward. There's an ultimate reward. That is not from man. But from God. Companies, companies, institutions reward their lawyer staff. Sometimes they said after 10 or 15 years, you no, know, we are rewarded for something. They reward their lawyer customers. Jonathan was loyal to David and he rewarded him. Mephibosheth was the, was the beneficiary. Joshua served Moses. He was promoted. He was promoted. Joshua served Moses and he was promoted. So there's a reward that man can give you. Elisha served Elijah and he received a double portion. Let me say this. It's an open secret now. We returned from Abuja and uh, we were in the office one of, these, the day, one of the days and somebody who wants to remain anonymous walked into the office of pastor and uh, he said, uh, sir, I'm here. I want you to, to dedicate a card for me. And um, uh, as always, he will carry his oil. Either I carry it and I'll go and stand behind him. So when he took the oil, he said, follow me. You know, they had the instruction, follow me. And I, I left everything and I, and I followed him. And he dedicated the car. When he dedicated the car, the person who brought the car said, Pastor, give the, car, the keys to Modestos. We all broke down. We all broke down. We all broke down. Because what you are doing, we are doing, it's not, it's not eye service. It's not lip service. It's unto God. But God, like I said, it is sin. Loyalty is sin. And may God bless that soul. So loyalty, like I said, is rewarded. One classical example, I have two, but I'll share one. One classical example in the Bible is the story of Ruth. The Bible says that she gave up. She shelved her ambitions, her aspirations, her desires to follow a widow. Not just even a widow. A childless widow. With all apologies, but I just want to make an emphasis. The Bible says that he, she, 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 she just gave up all that she needed to do with her life. She was a young, young girl. Young girl. She could have done something with her life. But the Bible says that she gave up all that to follow and work for Naomi. I know that decision would have called for insults, denigration from associates, from friends, and from family members. But she was rewarded. I said she was rewarded. Let's read the book of Ruth. The chapter number 2. From 11 to 12. Ruth, the chapter number 2. From 11 to 12. And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me. 
all that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband and how you left sacrifice. Your father and your mother and the land of your birth and have come to the people whom you did not know before. Verse 12. The Lord repay your way a full reward to be given you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come for refuge. When she took that decision, everybody said it was over with her. How do you follow a widow? The woman even said that I'm a widow. I don't have children. Even if I'm given opportunity to even give birth, when are the children going to grow up for you to get as husbands? She even wrote off her, 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 her future. But this somebody, another person trusted. And the Bible says that, it said, may the Lord reward, repay your work. A full reward. I pray for you. I pray for you. That may the Lord reward you. May he reward your work. May he reward your service in his house. May he reward your service to the man of God. In the name of Jesus. It will not just be a reward. It will be a full reward. I say it will be a full reward. And that reward is that protocol was broken. Protocol was broken. And he who did not qualify took her under place. In the messianic genealogy, the family line of Christ, she was planted. Boaz begat Obed with root. Obed begat Jesse. Jesse begat David. David begat Solomon. When you go home, you continue with the rest. We know the story of Jesus. The Bible says that he came down, made himself of no reputation as a born servant. The word born servant means that service without pay. But after which God has given him a name above every other name. May God give you a name. May God give you a name. May God give you a name for his service to his, to, the, to his house and to the man of God. Rise up on your feet this morning. Rise up on your feet this morning. Rise up on your feet this morning. You want to pray this morning? You want to pray this morning that Father, I pledge my allegiance to you holy heartedly. I pledge my allegiance to you. I pledge my allegiance to your house. I pledge my allegiance to your set authority over my life. I pledge my allegiance to your chosen leader over my life. Lift up your voice and pray. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for it. Pray. Pray. Speak to the Lord this morning. Speak to the Lord this morning. And so, Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we'll be doers of your word. And that we'll be committed to you. We'll be committed to your house. And we'll be committed to your chosen leader over our life. In the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you praise. 
In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Somebody give a hand clap to the Lord this morning. Celebrate the Lord as you take your seat.